Welcome to the Stanley Street Social Podcast presented by MAP. My name is Alex Clements and if you do need some new cycling apparel, especially as it starts to cool down, uh, their winter range, the quality of their winter range is, uh, doesn't just look good but it is exceptional uh, as you head out into those cool, cool mornings and uh, you will not regret the purchase. Today on the podcast we've got a live recording that we did on Monday night to wrap up the Giro. Um, if you do... If you do want to get involved in any of these live uh, podcasts that we do, make sure you subscribe on YouTube or Facebook in particular, and then you get the notification to say Stanley Street Social was going live in uh, whatever time we set it to. There was a little bit of delay on the release of the podcast from this due to some audio issues I was having, So, but I got them fixed, the high-pitched noises out of the way, um, and... Yeah, it's still it was a it was a really enjoyable conversation with Max and Campbell just to reflect on the the Giro, uh, how the teams performed, and as we head into the tour, I hope you enjoy this episode, and we look forward to seeing you back at the Social Club next time. Well, welcome back to the Stanley Street Social live production. Thanks to uh, another little COVID outbreak in in Melbourne. Uh, I was just saying it's good news that we're back. It's a, it's obviously uh, not good news that we're back because the reason we're not sitting downstairs in the living room is because there's uh, COVID running rampant around Melbourne again. But the good news is that the Ds were flying on Friday. There was no one at the G, but oh my God, they were good. At Marvel. Uh, yep. At Marvel. Sorry, at Marvel. It, not that it mattered. There was no one there. <laughs> yeah, it's disappointing not to be in the studio, I must say, Alex. Um, mm. I've, I've come accustomed to that studio. It's not um, bad, is it? It's not bad. Yeah, it's good. Uh, no, yeah, no crowd. Um, it was a bit of an interesting feel. Uh, to be honest, I didn't even notice it, um, which, I mean, I hope the fans that turn up to the game don't take that a bad way, but we were so in the zone, uh, especially early on in that first quarter, that um, we were in our own little headspace and we didn't even know what was going on on the stands, to be honest. So. Um, I said that certainly hasn't been the case for all the games with no fans. I think I've been maybe six games now with no fans, and the, some of them have been quite eerie. But the the Marvel game on Friday night was um, almost energetic in a way. We're going to go through the the Giro. The Giro wrapped up last night. We're going to go through each team. Give them a rating out of ten. Uh, is a what's a pass? What's a pass mark? Six, seven, six, 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 yeah. six is a pass. Yeah. Six is a pass. So we do in footy, we do a rating out of seven, and four is a pass. Out of seven, and odd numbers, and one odd numbers one. good because you're just above fifty percent. Yeah. Right. Um, no what, one's what ever rate? rated themselves seven. So you you rate yourself, and so do the coaches. And no player that I know of has ever rated themselves a seven. What about um, Clayton against the Crows the other week? No, the <laughs> Clayton's the biggest. He would have rated himself a two. <laughs> um, there is a story about a GWS player, Brett Thornton, used to play for Carlton as well. Apparently, in the back in the NEFL, when the NEFL wasn't a great standard of football, apparently Brett Thornton took about 15 marks and he rocked into training that next day and gave himself a seven. The coaches gave him a four, so no one's given, no one's rated a seven since. What criteria do you look at? Uh, there's there's four things uh, under sort of. Our trademark, um, it's all trademark, that's the, that's the vocabulary. Um, and four is you've done your job for the day. Okay, okay. Geez, I kept uh, that close to, my, close to my chest, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't know secret. how many 
Brisbane uh, Lion supporters we have that tune into the Stanley Street Social, but <laughs> they're not finding out anything. <laughs> So we'll um, just just quickly, just re- relating it back to the Giro, I'm sure we'll touch on it at some point. Danny Martinez on Saturday night would be a seven. He'd be, yeah, he'd be, he would be a seven. Bill Bow would be a seven. Caruso would be a seven. Yep. Uh, the two Aussie boys would probably be a six, maybe a seven I'm as well. Strong six. Uh, I'm, liking this, I'm liking this new this new scoring system out of seven. Let's let's run with it. Okay. Um, can you just give your mic a little bit of volume if you can over there, Cambo? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, he hasn't been yeah. on for a couple of weeks, Alex. We it's, just he's just getting back well, to, used to the, it. The software's been in the closet since Tour uh, <laughs> de France last year. So off the top, number one team. Uh, there was a little bit of hesitation coming into the Giro, but Ineos Grenadiers. Do they do they get a seven? For me, they get a seven. They won the overall. Ghana picked up two stages. I think Egan picked up to himself as well. Could have they done much more? I'm pretty sure they won the team's competition as well. Yep. You got that for me there, Alex? They took, uh, yeah, they took the all-important teams off uh, Bahrain, who were the only the only bookies reference uh, pre the start of the tour. So yes. they've taken it all. Do you think that they were so strong? We talked a little bit about this on the phone, Alex, today. They were too strong that it kind of made the race a little bit predictable and boring. And there was only that one day where Simon Yates looked like he might have got up ahead of steam. But for the rest of it, they were just so strong. And especially you know, that performance for Martinez on, on Saturday night, and he ended up finishing sixth overall. It was kind of like, you know, the, the tour days of four or five years ago when they were just dieseling and. It was kind of a little bit boring to watch. Mm. Is that harsh? Uh, no, it's not harsh. But also, they Sivakov um, wasn't even there. there. Like, imagine if they had another guy. They would have, they would have had another GC contender. Not mm. that Martinez could have been his own, you know, a GC contender in his own right. Uh, it's yep. it was. I think it was. Yeah, it was a good case for the um, the salary cap uh, guys that. Love to talk about that topic, but yeah, they would they were just they were too they were too strong. It was the same as last year with Teo. He had Rowan just there, just fixing every problem or every scenario that he got himself into. Yeah, you you just want to see you want to see at one point when Bernal has to bring back a group himself. I think that's what we kind of wanted to see on Saturday night. We wanted to see Bernal have to chase Caruso. Um, but yeah, Mart- Martinez was so strong, and so was Castrovillo. Castrovillo surprises me every time he climbs. Uh, it, he's just yeah. this Spanian time trial whiz who somehow can climb. Like it's it's just a weird sort of concept to think about. Um, but they were yeah, they were super strong. They they weren't the highlight team for me. I prefer seeing underdog teams perform, but they certainly were the benchmark team. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And Castroviejo, I think he's super underrated. By the way, his some of his performances through the three weeks were um, were as good as as good as it gets, really, from a domestic point of view. And he kind of looked like he was the the leader on the road too, with no Luke Rowe there. He kind of took took that role on. So uh, it's going to be scary to see what sort of team they put out at the Tour de France in a four or five weeks. I'm guessing it's going to look something like this Criterium team that I've, that's out there and 
we talked about maybe Sivakon finishing second if he was there. There's a chance in the criterium uh, that it'll be Thomas and Port 1-2 um, yeah. with uh, maybe even a couple of, like, Gagenhardt still there. Like, that's scary. I'm not even going to – I don't think I'm even, even going to watch that. It just seems like it's <laughs> going to be a well-structured Ineos victory. Yeah. Es- especially with the Slovenians. Stuff. Especially with the Slovenians off doing their own thing. Uh, so, uh, score? What are we giving him? Oh, seven. Oh, I think it's a seven. seven out of seven. Yeah, seven, seven. Seven, yeah. seven, seven. Very good. Yep. Very good. Uh, uh, just and also not just those two guys being so strong. Like it seemed like Ganner and uh, Moscon were just going deep as well into mountainous stages. If Gianni Moscon didn't uh, crash, um, he was going really well pre-crash. Then he crashed. And then he, we didn't see him as much in the front of the peloton. He is in some super form. Hmm. Yeah, I could have sworn that maybe a year ago he was going to fall off the face of the earth. Wasn't he back working on a fruit farm or something, trying to just get back in touch with reality and hadn't had results forever? And then he got a couple of wins in the in the build-up to the Giro. And then, like you said, Max, before his crash, he was absolutely flying. Then after the crash, he was getting used up a little bit earlier. But... um. It's good to see Gianni back at his best. Uh, and one, one last point before we stop blowing up uh, Ineos's tyres. We, we also weren't 100% on Ghana before the opening time trial. He, he was coming into it with a couple of losses. Uh, so we weren't swinging in 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 his favour completely, but he, yeah, he, he sure uh, showed us that he is I'm, still the king. I'm pretty sure I heard Campbell say Tratnik was going to win. <laughs> <laughs> He was active. Your man was active throughout. <laughs> he actually he, he had a good year. We'll get to Bahrain soon because I've got only compliments to say about their team. But I, Ghana was Ghana proved me wrong. Mm. I wonder when the last time, just quickly, Alex, uh, someone won a TT having a puncher. I know he got a little bit lucky with Cavagna crashing out, but I guess that show business. Yeah, uh, Tour Citron. <laughs> take home the the, uh, the the blue jersey. Yeah, ah, yeah, yeah, king of the mountains. Yeah, they yes. did get that. Um, lucky they did get that. Otherwise, they were pretty quiet. Um, but yeah, Couple of breakaways. I mean, yeah, I mean the KOM jersey at the Giro doesn't have quite the same flavour as the Tour, if you will. The jerseys, it's blue, kind of just blends in a little bit. <laughs> Doesn't seem super exciting. Well, I don't really know. Apart from Albanese, potentially in the early stages, did anyone actually go for it apart from Bouchard? There was no real narrative around a battle for the jersey, was there? No. You know, in the Tour de France, maybe there'll be three or four guys going for it and a GC guy might might snatch it late, but it just seemed very uh, irrelevant. Mm. Yeah, ben. I've I've never I've never seen something more clear that Ben O'Connor is their man. Um, I, I the who I had in my top uh, thirty-eight, my elusive top thirty-eight, uh, it actually did not make the TV once. Um, <laughs> well, I think we probably learned from that that, that that O'Connor's going to the Tour de France as a, a yes. serious rider for this group. You yes. hope. Does uh does the KOM jersey get them a par? I think it does. I think it does, Alex. Oh, oh you're generous. Good. You are generous. <laughs> I think it gets them a four. They Just had a, a stage win 
with uh, Vendrame as well. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a benchmark. Four. Yeah, for sure. yeah it's, it's a four. It's a pass. It's for sure a pass. Um, Albertine Phoenix, a team that uh, I think Max, Max hit the nail on the head in our last podcast. He was talking about we're starting to become starting to become a their presence has felt outside Vanderpol and also just starting to become general fans of the team in a, in its own right. Not just it's not just the Van show. Mm. Yeah, well, they got their stage win with um, Merlier early in the piece, and then he went home. Um, caused a few sort of stirs on Twitter. People thought maybe it was a little bit of a, a fake injury or whatever he had. Two days later, he's out winning Lindbergh. Um, <laughs> so maybe he wasn't as tight as what what he was actually saying or whatever the injury was. Um, and they had Vivarka, who was pretty active throughout too. So I think that was a pretty good good performance overall by by Upper St. Phoenix. And you're right, without Van der Poel there, they're still getting involved and being busy. Vivarka won one point for me when he rode for Caruso Saturday night. Yeah, um, I him and, and uh, Visconti, uh, Groschnata, unfortunately, didn't have the legs to do anything. But it's like a little re- re- rebellion against Ineos, and I didn't mind it. So It was a bit like um, that, wasn't it? Uh, I'm an Alpha Phoenix fan with what they're doing, and we talked last podcast about the 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 team that could be going to the the tour, which involves Vanderpoel and Philipson. It, it's it's exciting. They they're going to win more stages. Score. They're a four. They're they're a four. I think four. I think a four as well. Yeah. yeah. They're they're a pass mark. They won a stage and they were active. Yep. Androni. Um. My man Jeffrey Alexander didn't quite didn't quite make it through. Unfortunately, pulled out with a crash. Uh, but Ponomar, the eighteen year old, made it through the Giro at a ripe young age. Any stats on the last time an eighteen year old finished a Grand Tour, Alex? Have you got those? Got those somewhere? I don't uh, reckon there'd be many. You know, in the last fifty years. Uh, no, no. But they were present in the breakaways. What were you really going to expect from them? Yeah, unfortunately, our boy Jeffrey um, was he out early? Did he he fall? Was he there the whole time? Yeah, I think he fell about stage, circa stage ten ish. Um, he was their man. He was the one that was. I haven't got much for you. I haven't got much for you on these lads. Oh no, actually, he made he made it through to stage nineteen. So he no, really just, wasn't. He, he really wasn't crash hot all all to us. <laughs> just seems like they're not the, quite the same as maybe what they were five ten years ago. This group, um, they normally have like a really exciting Colombian, which your man probably that you mentioned earlier is was probably that guy, and they're normally good for a stage. And I think that probably would have been a pass for them getting a stage. So unfortunately, they're probably going to have to cop a three. Maybe a two. Three is generous, yeah. Mm. I'm thinking two. I think you two. Two will get him through. Uh, Starter Premier Tech. I came in with big hopes for them with uh, Vlasov on the GC. Your world class Vlasov. We uh, we were talking about. I was talking about him making the transition to world class. I think he. I think he stayed where he where he currently was. He didn't quite make the transition. He was always there, thereabouts. 
but it didn't quite make the jump. He didn't he didn't uh, pose any threat to uh, Egan. Is is his would his teammates be relatively disappointed? Look, Astana were almost the most present team in final groups in that in that last selection. And Saturday night again, they got to the front and he attacked on the descent. Um, he, he seems to be just as it's the last teammate's gone. It's time for last off to go, and then he can't go. Yeah, well, he's he's quite young, though, isn't he? I'm not sure exactly what he is, but he hasn't been around forever competing at this level. So I think I think a fourth place in the Giro is is actually a pretty a pretty good result considering the guys in front of him. I know Caruso is not really like a a prolific winner. But he's 33. He's been around the mark for a long time, so a lot of respect has to go to him. So, I think fourth. If if you had said you'd be fourth at the start of the Giro, he probably would have snapped it up. Yeah, he's he's not old at all. He's, he's 25. 25, 25, which in this current age is kind of like all right, time to get going. But uh, if we're talking about that five years ago, he'd be uh, ripe and ready to run. Mm. Uh, so what, what what does that mean for Astana, score wise? I think I'm, Campbell's got me there. I reckon we've been harsh on Vlasov's fourth. I reckon that's pretty impressive. Um, he, he showed a bit of tigger as well. Um, he never really let himself go. Like Hugh Carthy did on the last sort of stage, Vlasov was sort of um, always showing a bit of tigger. Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, a four and a half to a five. I think it's a, it's a, it's a good it's a good pass, but maybe they maybe they realistically wanted a podium. But you're right; he showed good ticker. There was a couple of times there where he got dropped and he limited the damage. It could have really blown out. So uh, I think there's there's a lot to work with, and maybe one day for Alex Vlasov will become world class. Mm. I think I think that is one good point. Maybe something that. Um... When I was thinking about Egan's per- performance over the last kind of three stages, he he wasn't he wasn't unbelievable. He was still probably the top rider there, but he wasn't out of control. And he spent a lot of time chasing. A lot of time, he always had a teammate with him, but he was always chasing. I think the same the same point for Vlasov. That's not easy. Like it seems mentally, it's mentally draining when you see someone go up the road, someone on the hunt, someone on the attack. Um, so I don't mind that from Max. Just like Vasov, he was always he's always given a, a little bit of grit, showing a bit of a bit of hunger to um, stay in there, even though he was uh, just continually dropping time. Yeah. Can we start a Can we start a petition to have the white jersey competition completely eliminated from any Grand Tour ever again? It's been a bit ruined, hasn't it? It just Vlasov was wearing it because obviously Egan was winning, but if like Egan and Pogacar are going to be winning the next few, and there'll be another young fella that comes on soon, it, I almost rather seen like an older jersey for like your Carusos and whatnot. But <laughs> seeing Vlasov wear an the over thirties, yeah, just an over thirties jumper, and go, geez, that's good on him for getting up that hill. <laughs> I don't mind that. that or 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 make this the young riders a proper young riders sort of like under 21 yeah because under 25 or whatever it is is you know open slather because yeah, i remember when uh i think it was one of the yates boys um when they were a little bit off gc the uh the 
his team went to the front to keep the pressure on one of his other. I think it was Menkes who was struggling. Like it adds something else to the to the peloton if like there's another team that comes on to defend the white jersey. Yeah, but that's getting off topic. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind that though. <laughs> or uh, as Tom's just mentioned on the YouTube, the over forties for Valverde and his bros. It could be one of the court's only chance of winning. Funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a bit harsh on Cohen, and now I've worked out he's a listener, so I've got to be careful. Did uh, we might get on this? But was there any mail that came through the entire uh, era? Well, he was he was bullish on Ciccone early days. He was he was very bullish. So and rightfully so, he was riding really well. Um, he he doesn't. <laughs> I don't think Cohen can see what happens at the front of the group too much. So uh, and Matteo Mochetti, I say, was uh, second off for the time trial yesterday. So was second last uh, <laughs> to his Giro d'Italia uh, history. Uh, on to Bahrain. Massive, massive Giro for them after um, a rough start. Lando out early, but Caruso just, you didn't see him anywhere, but he was always there. He was always chipping. He was always solid. And then uh, he didn't disappoint. I think he really, he put the icy on the cake with a, with a stage win to finish off his Giro campaign. I uh, I fell in love with Jumbo Visma when, Kruzwick and Roglic were attacking the Ineos train um, and it looked like no one could de- defeat Ineos. I think it was 2000. When, when did Bernal win his tour? 2019. Um, and I fell in love with Yombo Visma. Bahrain just made me fall in love with them. They were um, they were simply great to watch. Uh, I, I did state that I knew Caruso and Bill Bauer, those type of domestiques that don't like to lose time. So when Mikel did go down. One of them was always going to try and hold on for GC hopes. And and some of their domestiques outside of that in Tratnik, uh, Gino Mader and Maharish that took the, the later two, unfortunately, crashing out. But um, they were doing some amazing work in those first few weeks. And they had two stage wins of Caruso and, G- and Gino Mader. Yeah, I think losing Lander on the second or third day or, or whatever it was and then to come away with two stage wins, second place on the GC is is unbelievable and it's pretty good to see Caruso. What is he, 33? I don't think he's he's won a, won a race as a pro rider. Is that correct? Something like that. Like he's not at the top very, tier. Not at the top tier anyway. And then to, to do what he did on Saturday night, they took the bull by the horns, I think. I really enjoyed that they actually they took it to him. They put some pressure on Ineos and in the end it didn't really make a big difference on the GC, but they got a stage win out of it. And um, yeah, it's just it's really nice to see a, a guy who's been a domestic for ten, fifteen years get a big result like that. Is he a, is he the former BMC uh, rider, Caruso? Yeah, yep. He, he, he rode. Did he ride in Cadell's two thousand and eight winning? Uh, no, nah, I think he was first. He was one of the oldest domestics. Yeah, he was first. First year there was two thousand fifteen. So, no, so he was there through that Richie yeah. Richie Port. Yeah, yeah, but uh, just not to bang on too much about that stage, but geez, he was like for him to take the bull by the horns to put himself in the move. Um, it looked like an ad hoc um, move that it wasn't like a, a planned strategy from Bahrain. They, um, they saw the move go and just put themselves there, but also he, he put his he put 
risk on the table to say, well, he could potentially blow up on the last climb by expending too much energy. Uh, and out of it, he didn't just uh, secure his second spot on the podium, but he also uh, bagged a stage win. Like for a guy that had never won a race at the world tour level, that is so big, and I think uh, was a was a crowd favourite. There's so many things in that win. I um. I'm trying to get a little bit of a video cut up because I want to show uh, the boys at the club um, as much as they probably don't like cycling. Um, <laughs> I, just, I just think there's so much in it. One, to to take it, uh, to get on the front foot and attack um, when you're most likely going to finish second anyway to still attack, so the mindset stuff, but then also the teamwork stuff. Like Bill Bow was unbelievable. And then Caruso, obviously, with the gesture going up the hill, giving him a pat on the back. And then when he got over the line, the first person he hugged was Bill Bow. And then even some of the, 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 the press conferences post how he thanks his teammates. It's just, I reckon, I mean, we watched that much Tom Brady shit at the club that I'm over Tom Brady and I just want to I want to get a different sport. And, and this this Bahrain stuff that they did, there's so much in, in all their tour, but especially Saturday night. Yeah. That's a good point, Alex. He kind of he could have easily just sat in the wheels and and just managed himself to the finish. But he 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 did risk his podium spot because it was possible to blow up on that climb if if he went all in. And I think he had forty seconds at the bottom and he finished I think he might have only lost ten seconds to Bernal or, or so on the climb. So um yeah, bloody bloody impressive. He lost twenty seconds when Vlasov did a random attack down down the descent. He must have been hating Vlasov for that. <laughs> uh, do they get a they get a seven? Uh, I think oh. so. I think it's a seven. If Max doesn't give these sevens out easily. Yeah, I, so I'm, I, I'm, yeah. I mean, we don't know how 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 often these get given away. Obviously, if Clayton's not giving himself a seven for forty touches and three goals, then. Yeah, maybe a six point five then. If if Tratnik had a beat, uh, who was Contador's boy up that hill that stage? Uh, Fortuno, <laughs> Tratnik had a one that stage, yeah. maybe. <laughs> so what is it? Is it a six point five? Six. It's a six. six. Well, we don't well, go. We don't go, we don't go points. I'm more than happy for you to give a seven. That's 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 uh, why we're why trying to get. I'm just trying to get a feel for this feel for this scoring system. Okay. That's a six. When I when I, I I had nine contested marks on Ben McAvoy in round four and kicked a goal, I gave myself a six. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, Bardiani. This Conti was this Conti was on the TV. They're they're all I on didn't the even TV. This Conti was still a pro. <laughs> <laughs> He's friends of Caruso, I, I worked was... out. Yeah. Um, don't, yeah, don't, don't really have much. I think it's a one and move on. Uh... Yeah, they were there. Yep. They didn't do much. Put themselves in a move. One. Bora Hansgrove. Peter with a with a stage win and the purple jersey. Canberra, you don't put much value on the blue jersey, but what do you put on the purple jersey? A little bit more, but not not heaps. Obviously, it was quite important to to Sargon. Um, he was he was going after that one pretty hard. 
I think he got himself in a little bit of trouble as well because he was doing some blocking or some intimidating or something. I think that was the official official um, words used in the communique. Um, I don't know what that means, intimidation. I, I don't know how you could do that to the point that you get fined and officially sanctioned, <laughs> but that's what happened. <laughs> um, and, and a stage win as well. The stage win that they, they did get was a traditional borer control all day, all the pressure on Sargon and he, and he got the job done. So good from them. But, uh, yeah, GC-wise, they didn't really feature. Well, Bookman, Bookman hurt them. He looked okay um, and then crashed on that. Was it the stage where they paused uh, for a little bit? I think Bookman went down. Yeah. And then their domestiques were relatively disappointing once that happened to get in a couple of breaks. Uh, Fabro and Groshnada just didn't seem to have the legs. Um, yeah. I... I I'm normally someone with a sprinter's jersey who goes, I'm a bit over this, but Gavilia and Chimalai both gave him a run for his money and tried to attack a fair bit. And once we get to UAE at the end of the show, Gavilia really, he entertained me. He didn't make any, like didn't get a stage win and didn't get any points that he should have, but he was entertaining. <laughs> um, just just quickly, Alex, before we move on, I think we might've been a little bit stiff on Bardiani and we did forget that they... They they won a stage at the Giro, did they? <laughs> yeah, they Who won. They won stage four with uh, Filippo Fiorelli. So they did, did they? I must have, been, I must have slept through that one. No, have I? Have I? No, that was that was another. Joe Dom won stage four. Taco Taco uh, won one. You're thinking you think Vanderhorn no, with Wanty stage no, three? No, 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 no. I'm not. I've just got it completely wrong. I just didn't want to do any injustice to the team. <laughs> this must have been from a previous year. I was just doing a little bit of research and uh, got my wires crossed. Move on. Uh, so yeah, uh, wrapping up Bora score. Oh, that's a hard one. Three. Not even a pass. I'll give him a four. I'm going to give him a four. Yeah. Maybe a four for their ability to intimidate at the front of the peloton. Yeah. <laughs> what, do you, what does that mean? No one knows what it means. I, I, they weren't stopping all the breaks. I did notice they were the ones that were marshalling when the break was officially got away or not. Is that what it was about? But that, but that's what that's, that's what everyone thing. does. Yeah, I know. It had to be what uh, what it is, but I guess it's it's almost like a skill of the sport to be able to just shut things down. Mm. Maybe Peter was just throwing some language around. Anyway, we can talk about this all day with no information, and we're not going to add much value at all. Cofidis, where's Viviani? Viviani, at? Viviani. Really? He's, he's he's getting a he's monster. A, he's a tier two sprinter. Mm-hmm. Mm. The day Sargon won, Viviani got over the climbs. Like, it's just, so he's climbing well, but he's not sprinting well. He's, he, I don't know what's happened. We've got a, we got, we got a comment here. Just, not, just continue on that Viviani conversation. Yeah. Viviani yeah. needs a lead out and confidence. He can't win with confidence. I, I, actually, I actually think he's been looked after reasonably well. It's not, um, it's not quick step well, but no, no one does that that well. But no. I think in terms of he's been solid. Solidly looked after, um, but I, he's just not. He's just not. He just hasn't been as quick. 
I mean, I'm not sure how much he's, he's getting paid, but it would be north of 1.5 million euro. And to win Chauvet Pay de la Loire a 1.1 in March, and that's it. It's not. It's not a good return. It's not good enough, and it, it's been like that for a couple of years. So he's had a contract at the end of this year. He's going to be taking a massive pay cut wherever he goes in 2022. And I don't know. He's uh, he's in a little bit of a limbo at the moment. Is Viviani? Hmm. Confidence though did get a win with Lafay, which was a nice. Um... A nice tick for them, I feel. I'm going to give him a three. Me too. I think, yeah, three's, three's accurate. If Viviani winning would have got them a pass mark. Uh, kind of quick step. We've got a question here, Max, just off the top. Um, Max from uh, Kieran on Facebook, are you going to apologise for assassinating Remco in the last podcast where he gave him the kiss of death the day that night he blew to pieces and the next day he pulled out? I didn't realise Remco was a listener to the Stanley Street Social, mm. but um, to be fair, it was an educated guess. He was starting to go slowly backwards. I didn't think he was going to lose 25 minutes. Um, and I also called Roman Bardet for the stage win and got second. So it wasn't a bad night for predictions for me. <laughs> um, I, wish you, I wish you had me on Saturday night. I was holding my tongue for this. I should have said it in Bahrain. So I won uh, two, two bets for the whole Giro to tell you. Um, didn't put many on. I was about two from seven. Um, I got one of Caleb Ewan's two stages, and I got Caruso on stage 20, um, which is this smile has been on my face since Saturday night. <laughs> um, so my predictions weren't too bad, but, yeah, sorry to Remco. I did. Uh, I was a bit sceptical of him uh, pre-race, and if only Almeida didn't lose that time at the start. I mean, mm-hmm. what? have been for Almeida. They didn't get a stage win quick step. That's the first time I think for a long time I haven't seen quick step win a stage. Yeah, I mean Almeida was absolutely flying in the third week, wasn't he? What did he do? The the TT last night he was um he was fifth in the TT only I mean, twenty seven seconds behind Ghana. And the way he was climbing is probably the third best climber in the third week. So I don't know, I'm sure if they if they had their time again they would have given him the leadership. But, I mean, looking back, was Remco ever really going to be able to go deep three weeks, crashing out like he did in in October, not racing since then, being 20, first Grand Tour? I mean, when you look back at all of these these facts, it was pretty far-fetched, I would have thought. It uh, it was wild, actually. It seems ridiculous that we were actually talking about it. What, what on earth were we thinking? Well, we we weren't really on him, were we? I don't think we any weren't. of us had him in, a, in our top three for a start. No, but we, we were talking about him like, you know, featuring. I think um, the, the, well, the reason we were talking about him was that Sportsbet had him at equal GC odds for the fa- to win the overall. I couldn't um, believe it when I saw that. But, yeah, I think Al- Almeida... Almeida... Talked with his performances um, back to Pap- Patrick at home, who's putting all his his money on Remco, and just went. You should have been backing me. In uh, his, he was he, even that stage that Yates won. He was flying up that climb towards the end. Super TT. Um, uh, Our was good. I can't be that grumpy with him. There was talks about a bit of unrest, and uh, Adam Sims does say that the, he is going somewhere. 
and there is some unrest with Almeida potentially leaving the team, but they all rode for him in the last week. Um, James Knox was burying himself to get him uh, to get the peloton moving. So I don't know what happened there. They've had a genuine miss. I, I put Almeida ahead of Evan Pohl in my top 38. Um, and yeah, if he just didn't, he lost time in the first. I think his mind, Quick Step made their mind up when Almeida lost four minutes uh, in one of the first hill stages. Mm-hmm. Also, um, quickly, Kev- uh, on the stage win too, um, Cavania, if he had have taken that left-hander um, and not just straight-lined it into the barrier, they would have got their stage win. Yeah. Yeah. Just also something, Alex, that we talk about often here. We, we don't really like teams going in with this whole two-leader situation because it just doesn't provide a, a clear-cut plan. Do you think maybe there's a little bit in this that – does pay perhaps to go in with two leaders, especially for the first week, given that if Almeida didn't lose time early, going in with the mindset that, oh, I'm not, I'm not on GC, I can just lose a little bit of time here and there, could have been a different story for them. Maybe he could have jagged the podium. Mm, especially in the Giro where you see these massive time gaps. Um, but no, I don't think so. I think, um, I think you, don't, you just don't go in 100% for a 21-year-old that hasn't raced in six months. Um, but his hindsight's great, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? It's the best. We see, we seem so intelligent <laughs> <laughs> coming out the back of the Giro. I still remember us talking a couple of weeks ago. Going, geez, Remco, yeah, he's looking good. He's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think, I think, yeah, I think we talked about this at the start. Bike exchanges to squad. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, we'll get, we'll get to them at the end. But that all in for Yates. Uh, so. What did, what did De Koenig get? Um, it's a three. It's a three for yeah, me. It is a three. They got high expectations. Yep. Yep. EF Education Nippo. Carthy on the GC. Yeah, I had Carthy as my slider pre uh, in the pre-show. Um, I had him around 15th. And if you take out the injuries that were in that top 15, I think he finishes ninth on that list anyway. Um, and I, I just wasn't a fan of the form he was bringing in. And he was super disciplined. Their best rider of their squad was Betty Ol. Uh, apart from TJ Van Garden, he was super. Um, <laughs> still manages to never get on TV. I just, I love him as a rider. What a, what a domestic. He doesn't help one bit. No, sorry, I'm being harsh on TJ. Um, Betty Ol was good, stage win, but Hugh Carthy was disappointing. Hang on, Max. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. TJ finished the Giro and yeah, was finished there. The whole race. He tried to get in the break in stage 20. I didn't even know he was there. <laughs> <laughs> they said, Keno said on the commentary that Van Garden's looking to get in the break, maybe to be a domestique help for Carthy later in the stage. He would not have been much help. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, he, he was, he, they were good, I think, as a team. They were, they were together. They had a lot of guys there when it mattered, but Carthy just didn't have it when it mattered, you know, when it really mattered. Is a top 10 good enough for them? Uh, I, I don't know, maybe. But uh, I, think he's, I think he's a rider that can, he can challenge for the podium in the future, Hugh Carthy. I really do. I think he's a super climber. And just a couple of times when he lost time, he just seemed to really lose time and, and blow up and lose one or two minutes instead of that 30 to 40 seconds, which, which Vlasov managed to do. He managed to limit the, the losses. But Carthy, he, he blew up a couple of times. 
I'm not off Carthy. I think he can do something in the future. But I just had a feeling it wasn't going to be this duo. Yeah. What what does that get them? They get they get a four. Yeah, Betty Ol Betty Ol was super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Betty Ol gets them over yep. the line. Um, Elio, is that he said? Eola. E- Eola. Eola. Even. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, found out this tour that it's um Alberto's squad mm-hmm. as he was prancing around social media making it all about Alberto. Uh, it got traction though. It helped. It, it worked, didn't it? It did. It did work. It did work. Uh, but Fortunato stage win. You can't ask for much more than that. On Up the, the Zonkalon on the Zonkalon too. In the in the minor team fight uh, in the in the teams uh, that aren't world tour teams, uh, these guys were the clear clear winners. Um, yeah. and and I think again, they're almost going to get a six from me. Ooh, um, Fortunato stage win, and then he hung around on GC for a bit till the yeah, end. I mean, he was in the sixteenth in the GC. Yeah, so he slid a little bit late. His time trial was horrible at the end. Um, and Albanese wore the polka dot, oh, not the polka dot. What jumper they call it? The blue jersey early and was in some stages. I just maybe not a six. I'm just talking expectation. It's like if Charlie Spargo was best on ground and kicked five for us, like it. <laughs> Expectation v v what they're going to get. Um, I thought they were the they were the minor team. What are they, what are they called? Pro teams. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, pro, pro, pro world. Si- I don't know. Used to be pro, pro Conti, mm-hmm. but but also just looking at this, the Pro Conti teams are pretty good. Bonte got a stage. These guys got a stage. Yeah. Albertine Phoenix got a stage. In Cambo's mind, Barniani got a stage. Like. It's pretty good uh, performance from uh, them. I'm going to give him a five, just considering you're right, Max. The expectations we were ragging on him at the start. We didn't know who this team was. We'd never heard of them, and then they go and win a stage up the Zonkalon. So I'm going to give them a five. He just when my favourite rider of all time, George Bennett, was getting dropped early on. Fortunato was just hanging hanging on to this group of ten riders going up the hill, and I, he he surprised me. Fetch Fetch Wanko is giving me a bit of feedback. I might bring it back to a five. <laughs> Alex, what are you giving them? I, I think I think a six. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start yeah. with where Max. Like for that team, for that squad, yeah. relative. Yep. It's um, gonna be relative. It's it's massive. Yep. It's a massive. That's a massive. Group Harmer FTJ. We were dipping in on them on mm. on the pre-show in a big way, and I think for them to to wear the pink jersey. Um, and and to be to make an impact on the race, I guess is is a big pass for them. So I'm I'm happy to give them a four. I'm, I I am happy to give them a four, just considering that they were they were in the in the pink jersey, and and that's enough. I said this in the last podcast. I'm a relatively cycling nerd and getting more and more. And before this Giro, I knew almost every rider that rode it. I did not ever hear. Of this fellow that wore the pink jersey, he has come out of nowhere. Yep. Um, Volta, Volta, Alita, is it? At Volta, yeah, Attila, and he, Volta. And he hung on. He hung on. Once he lost the jersey, he wanted to stick around and he's and try and get a top ten GC for a bit there as well. He got found out late, but um, <laughs> and then they rode for him as well. They, I, I was impressed, but they did nothing. In the end, they 
they wore the pink jersey for a couple of days. Is that enough what for a pass in, in your yeah, eyes? Is that a pass? It's a pass. It's, it's a four. It's a, if you have a look at their start list the, and you were doing a market, they would be a dollar fifty to get under four. <laughs> and they've managed to they've managed to get themselves to a four. <laughs> Just scrape in. Once you group. Stage with me the Vanderhorn. Massive start. Oh. Massive start. Good. Massive that was start. A good win, wasn't it? Yeah. Takes the pressure right off. That was yeah. that was a mighty good victory from the rakeway. I really enjoyed that. Mm. Does that get uh, them? That, yeah, they were impressive. Uh, Hermans and Pasqualon were <laughs> present in a lot of things. He was active, your uh, man, Pasqualon. He was. Um, he was actually. He finished. I did put him in my sprinters list, and he was in the. He was in the points. I think he came like eight or something. Yeah. Um, yep. Disappointing. Ian hurt. Uh, I think he finished. I'm pretty sure he finished. I heard his name called late. There yeah, he did. Were, there yep. Were five. He did yeah, he finished. There are five. was uh, not bad on stage seven that Caleb Ewan won. That was a messy finale um, made for the Italians. Chimelai, Moschetti, Pasqualin all in the top five. Jeez, you just know that was a messy sprint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Taramay was top 10 GC for the first two weeks, um, if you remember that. Then then obviously fell away, but um, I'm, I'm going five. I think so. I think a five as well, just considering the expectations for them to get a stage is is massive. I agree. Um, I'm going to have to let you two run the next one while I just run a little bit of a, a tech issue on my end. I'm running out of battery and for some reason my charge isn't going on. So I'm just going to drop out while you two cover Israel. Well, it's an interesting one, Alex, is, is Israel. I actually, I don't know if, I don't know if they're going to be a four or a five, Campbell. Oh, sorry, a five or a three. I don't think they're a four. They're a five or a three. It's either hard and fast or, or not at all. Well, they wore the pink jersey again, so how much do we put into that? Mm. Um, and then Dan Martin somehow got himself into the top ten after looking not great in the first two weeks. And he also won a stage. He also won a stage yeah. as well. Yeah. Chimelai and Bevan were a little bit disappointing. Yeah. I mean, I was a little bit bullish on Martin at the start, I think. If you remember, I had him in my overall podium. Had him for yes. third, <laughs> and I, I think his his form was there. But he just had that one day when it was that five degree day that was shortened. That he obviously suffered a lot in the cold and lost a bucket load of time. If it wasn't for that, I think he might have he might have been a little bit more relative on the GC. But I think him getting a stage, wearing a little bit of the pink jersey with Demarkey, um, and then also with Martin finishing top ten, albeit. At eighteen minutes, I think I'd probably be happy to give give them the five. Yeah, he had a bad gravel day. Uh, him and that, Formolo, yeah. him and Formolo were that was when they got dropped from the top ten GC. Yeah, um, was an impressive stage win. Uh, I was a bit harsh on Chimelai then. Has he come second in the points jersey? I, I, I think, think so. He was. Yeah, he, he wasn't won. that far behind in the end. Yeah, I I, I reckon they're a five. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So there was the gravel day, and then there was also the the wet and cold day where Martin lost most of his time. But I mean, I, I'd also like to see some data on when the last time the top ten was separated by 18 minutes. Yeah, early on it looked like it was going to be one of the closest Grand Tours going around. Mm. Um, that was when Caruso. I think Caruso was sitting like eight, four, nine, forty seconds off. 
Um, and then GC riders were crashing and falling, and then Dan Martin and Formula were losing time, and then everything just blew out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that's a five for me. I'm not sure what, what Alex would reckon, but I reckon it'd be around the same. Um, what team you got next year? I've got Jumbo Visma on my list. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. I would, let's go for it. What do you reckon? Uh, well, Athene. Good in stage two uh, mm. in, the, in, in, in the time trial. And then they actually were leading the team's uh, race uh, up until the last couple of stages. Ineos then took over because they have those – Foss obviously got a top 10 and then Bennett yep. and Bowman were top 15, I think. Mm. I don't know. I think it was a little bit disappointing for them. I think they'd be lucky to get a four – um, I reckon they had some pretty high expectations with with Bennett, your man, and I think he would have had some high expectations on himself too. Um, so to finish ninth, what they finished ninth, eleventh, and twelfth on the general, and no stage wins. Um, yeah. Grunewagen, your thoughts on him? Um. I think it was probably a pass. I mean, he hasn't raced what since August last year. Yeah. Um, he was he was thereabouts in the sprints, but just wasn't the same as what he what we know he can be like in the Tour de France several years ago. So, I think he was all right. Hopefully, he can he can get back to his best and challenge guys like Caleb and uh, and Bennett later in the year. But I, I just think getting ninth, eleventh, and twelfth in the general, it's it's hard to get a pass for that. I did say uh, in the in the pre-show um, that they they were talking about this Tobias Foss like he was going to be their GC man and George Bennett wasn't. Mm. Um, it turns out he, he ended up being it because George Bennett was so disappointed in the first week. But um, he's got a future, Tobias Foss. Yeah, well, the the winner of the the Tour de Lavinia, which is always a good guide. But Bennett Bennett came good in the third week. I think his his legs started to come good, but I think he might have. Um, yeah, might have been targeting a top 10 as a minimum on the GC. Yeah. Uh, hey, Alex, we gave Israel a five, both of us. A five for Dan yeah. Martin's efforts in the back end. And the yeah. pink jersey. And the pink jersey with Demarkey. And, and second yeah. in the points jersey as well. Are you, are you happy with yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, and no, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. And now Dan- we're on Yamo. Well, we disappointed that Dan Martin didn't really did, – Dropped off the GC early. Or yeah, Campbell had, him, Campbell had him wearing the pink jersey at the at the final. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had him. I had him for third. <laughs> I had him for third. And I think. I think the stage when he got, he showed that he did have the legs to do a good GC, but just had a couple of bad days on the the gravel and the icy day. But that's that's grand tour yep. show business. Yep. Lotto Sidal. Is that we up to? Uh, we well, we jump we're just finishing on Yumbo. Um, a little bit disappointed with them. Yeah, we're both giving them a three, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I think that's that's on point. George Bennett, a little bit disappointing. Tobias Foss, Maybe even less solid. Maybe <laughs> I think Tobias Foss, as a top ten, is, was that his maiden grand tour, possibly? I, I think... I think that's a good performance, but probably not enough to give them, as a squad, what we've expected from them the last couple of years. It's probably not good enough for a pass. Yeah. Yeah. Lotta Sidal, Caleb Yom, two wins off the top, I think. 
two very good wins and mm-hmm. one missed opportunity and one very poor decision by his mechanic to change his cleats to someone else's boots or something and uh, in turn making him leave the Giro early. Oh, um. I'll give them a, a really good score just based on the fact they de- they downgraded their bus to a, a Mini Cooper. <laughs> uh, to, I think they only had Harm Van Hook, who was actually – I had tipped him to be somewhere around on GC, and I think he was incredibly disappointing. But I can't – I don't know who he was with last. I don't know who the two that were left. but no, I can't remember. The amount of riders that left that team. It, mm. it, it takes like – Will teams continually bring sprinters um, that are just going to dismantle their tour? Especially if you're a if you're a Gruner wagon type Yumbo, where they bring a couple of domestiques for him and he leaves with no stage win. Mm. Um, I just I wonder if teams will continually bring these sprinters who who aren't. I know Caleb and Merlier and Gruner wagon all say they're injured, but aren't going to be there for the three weeks. It's an interesting Do- one for the Giro organisers as. They're always going to have the tour after them. They're always going to have their big brothers just a couple of months away. And you can't really do the full Giro and still be flying for the tour. They should stick it, they should stick a team TT in 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 the third week. <laughs> <laughs> Put a team TT in. What did you think of Eddie Merckx's comments? And do you think Caleb really had to go out of his way to make a you know an apology? Do you think he owed that? to anyone or do you think it was in his complete right to whether he was injured or whether he was not injured to to pull the pin? So I sent him a message and he said he was injured. The, mm-hmm. um, he, st- he started the stage, the mechanic put changed his cleats or changed his shoes or got somehow his cleats were incorrect, um, got halfway through the stage, knee was starting to get sore, couldn't get yeah. it right. What are you going to do? Go through a, a 200K mountain stage the next day and um, – potentially ruin your year or you're going to go two stage wins, not bad. Let's regroup and go to the tour and win some more. Yeah. But I you're think, also uh, so is he going to be honest to you? Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not anymore. <laughs> but even if that was the case, he's, he's in his complete right to, to pull the pin though. I mean, we're kind of beyond this. I don't know. Are we moving away from this whole respecting the Giro because it's the Giro? sort of thing like you know if they're going to cancel stages because there's a little bit of weather about is it really like it was 50 years ago like people are people much? are getting uh fined for throwing around insults and con- trying to control the bunch mm. i just i mean personally i don't think a, an apology was necessary but two stage wins I, i'm going to give them a four i think it was it was a pass just just a pass to finish with two riders it's it's not great one four. rock, whatever it was. Four yep. as well. Four, four, four. But that's purely because Caleb was a six. Yeah. And the rest of the team, oh, and his lead out were up there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of the team, like Thomas DeGent, he's the example of what Caleb, what he should have done what Caleb did. I think Thomas DeGent was injured from day two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, four, just. Four. Uh, movie star. What a team! They just keep delivering movies. <laughs> They're just a joy to watch. It's always just confusing. It's so I can't wait for the tour. They're, they're talking about Lopez Valverde and Mass all being there. It's going to be great. 
I just love that Soler, he, he attacks like and then blows up <laughs> two minutes later. <laughs> well, he had Soler for having a crack, but you must know you're like, oh, I'm not feeling great. I'll just try and hang on, limit my losses. No, I'm he doesn't do the strategic attack on the hardest bit of the climb. Like he, he attacks at weird times. Um. Fetch Wine Co has been doing some good work in the chat all day, but I think he's probably produced his best work just now questioning, did they start the race? It's a pretty good question. <laughs> I think with that in mind, we can probably give them a one. Yep. Yeah. Well, they're stiff on Soler getting pulled out. He probably finishes top 10, but yeah, one. Mm-hmm. Team Bike Exchange. This is an interesting one. Is, is. I'm I'm interested in this one too to hear what you two have to say. Because they wanted to win and they didn't. But it was still really impressive what they did for Simon Yates. The other seven riders can um, go home. Oh, Mikhail Nieb was slightly disappointed until maybe the last couple of days. But the other riders can go home quite happy that they did their job. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I guess it's they, they, they took it, you go. They, yeah, I know we talked about before how uh, intelligent we are now looking back on the Giro uh, compared to when we were and we started when they were selecting the squad. But, and we, we talked about that there's a lot of horsepower in the squad, and there was, but there was, it was, it seems like the squad was almost designed for them having the jersey early and requiring. Uh, the big boys just tow the bunch along for 18 stages. A uh, little bit light on in terms of climbing support, especially with Schultze, who was flying at the start, uh, crashing out. Mm. Nieve was okay, but he wasn't the level that we've seen him at. So- I didn't know. Kang- I didn't know Kanga was a handy little climber. Yeah, Again, weird signing solid. for bike exchange, <laughs> isn't it? Like yeah. An old Eastern European bloke. <laughs> <laughs> It seems a touch-off brand. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably doesn't Yahoo in the bus as much as the rest of them. <laughs> no, I think overall, on a serious point, they they took took the race to to the others. They they chased when they didn't have to. Uh, I thought Michael Hepburn was was incredible the last couple of days. He was he was strong as Schultze was putting together a really good Giro until he, he crashed out. And then Yates, that big stage win, everyone thought, oh, you know, if, if Bernard has a bad day, Yates is on a super one, maybe things can turn around. Um, but he kind of just didn't quite have it on that that last Saturday. But a podium, it's probably it's probably a pass. Is it just a pass? Did they did they want to win? Of course they wanted to win, but was it realistic against such a strong Bernal? How much longer do they persist with with Simon Yates? These are all questions that need to be answered, Alex. I know you you have some strong opinions. Um, <laughs> if you want I to share I, them publicly, I, I think it's a pass. I think it's a pass. Um, mm-hmm. Now you're in the media, Alex. You just have to you have, you have to burn the friendships that you have at that point. <laughs> Start cutting down. Um, <laughs> I, I think the Yates the Yates thing's interesting. I find the Yates thing interesting. They've got they've got rid of one, which I think is a good start. They've got one to focus on, GC um, winner. But can he, can he ever – are they still trying to win the tour? 
I don't know if Yates can ever win the tour. Mm. And if you're going to be a GC team, if you're not going to win the tour, then it's like a bit like, uh, what are we doing here? The good news is they've got um, a very unbiased young talent in Lucas Hamilton who looks like he's heading to the tour. Second fiddle to my boy Esteban, though. <laughs> you, you want Esteban? I just, I, I just, I love, and it's, it's almost I love it because it's mediocre, kind of. But um, Esteban's seen as a hero for this team. Yes, he did an unbelievable stage win that time in the Volta, potentially. Um, I, I think they should be all in for Lucas. Uh, they should, they'll be hunting stage wins. I'm sure Michael Matthews will be on the tour, the tour uh, team. Mm. Yeah, um, I reckon they should uh, give him full reign to ride his own race, Lucas. Yeah, that'd be good to see. We see, um, Cambo. One final question on bike exchange before we give him a rating. We see these these kind of teams um, with these junior prodigies coming through, but now the Pogs. Remco, um, Max has touched on ageism in sport, but how, how how much longer do you give Yates as the man? So what is he? He's 20, turning 29 this year. Which I, I think, think Primoz Yates. is 29, is he? Primoz, I think Primoz yeah. is 30. Yeah. be 31. Yeah, Young is like, career length. Though. It's, it's, it's tricky, isn't it, Alex? Because he's a guy who he's just got third at the Giro. Which yeah. is incredible. He's won the Vuelta. He's got close to winning the Giro a couple of years ago. But I tend to agree. I I, I don't see him winning the Tour de France ever. Um. So at, at what point do they cut their losses and and shift some money elsewhere? Because I'm sure he's getting paid a, a nice little clip. Mm. Um. And he's getting to the you know the wrong wrong side of thirty pretty quickly. So I think maybe. Maybe now, maybe it's now that is the time to to shift focus and maybe go go to some proper youth. It'd be great for the brand if they went and chased one of these young Aussies that are climbing so well, like a Stora or a Jai Hindley. Yep, I think I think it's essential for the brand, Max. I think it's essential for um, the team. Like they, it's Jerry Ryan's team. It's an Aussie team. They've lost Hagee, um, lost Rob Power. They've got Lucas there ready to go. But if they lose Lucas, then it's kind of like, well, they got these, they got um, Kangart to represent the Eastern European countries. Like, you, you, if you don't have, I feel like if you don't have an Australian at the helm winning, they've got Michael Matthews back, but he's um, unfortunately racing in the van era, which doesn't really give him too many opportunities to win. I think Lucas is the man. Hmm. Get on him. Yeah. A score? Yeah, it's a four. It's four? It's a strong four. Yep. It's a strong, it's a strong four. four. Yep. Uh, team DSM. Like Max Max touched on, a bit a bit of Australian talent in there. Hindley, Hamilton, Stora. Hindley, unfortunately, out uh, with some saddle sores about mid-tour, but also wasn't super on the pace. It was just, just that touch-off. Um, compared to his, compared to well, compared to riding last time trial in pink last year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, Ro- I mean, Roman I, Roman looks like he's settled in. He's settled in. I think we can forget Roman ever challenging for a podium in the future. 
in the Grand Tours. Um, but it was good to see them take the bull by the horns on the Saturday and, and try something, try something different, go full gas on the downhill, keep it going through the valley. But I didn't have the legs, but seventh on the GC, it's okay, but it's probably it's probably a three for me. I love a team that's got an aggressive mindset. Mm. Um, but they're a stage-winning team. They showed that in the Tour last year. and um, They had guys that can win stages like Nicholas Arndt, um, Cantor, Roche, um, and they all. I think they all got a break at some point, but they just couldn't get it done. Um, Bardet was a highlight for me. I, I enjoyed watching him ride, but it's a three. Mm. Uh, Mark, it's just I just want to touch on Michael Storer's climbing ability. I think he was um, he was pretty pretty special in that back end of the Giro, and also Chris Hamo, um, like he did last year in the Giro, just just always being there when he needed to be, um, especially in that stage where Roman went on the hunt. Um, turns out they just delivered Caruso to the line to a stage victory. Was anyone was anyone expecting that? Was anyone expecting DSM to randomly put five men on the front? Nicholas Roche to be pushing five hundred watts to to get Romain to attack sixty k out. We're all talking about Yates going for a little move, and Roman Bardet does it. I didn't see it coming, but I'm glad I'm glad they did it because it made the stage super exciting. It, you know. Caruso probably won because of it. Um, it's always nice when a team just does a random thing like that and blows the race to smithereens for someone uh, else. But but also I think it's important because otherwise we would have just seen um, Ineos just ride to the line. Mm. That would have been it. Yeah. Um, so I think I think I think they get a get a fair bit of credit for that for that little move on the last day. Team Quebecer Assos would be our next seven. <laughs> with Nizolo finally getting a win. Three stage wins. Campanats. Uh, there's a third. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they got a young guy in the first week. Schmitty. Mm. Yeah. Seems like years se- ago the Campanats and um, Schmitty were bagging wins. Uh, and Nizolo as well. That and was, Nizolo. That, that was ages ago. And they lost their only hope in Pots of Evo. Oh, how sad was that? Mm. Through through Cambo's top ten, way out of whack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, super impressive. No, good. Super impressive. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a six, three stage wins. Yeah. That's a six. I just love what their team's about. Uh, coming back from Dimension Data, obviously having a bit of a downfall last year, and lots of people leaving and whatnot. It's just I enjoyed watching it. I agree. Six points, super, super, and um, and also Nazolo just getting a win on home turf, um, with Viviani just looking over, very envious of of what he was achieving. Trek Segafredo, Max's man couldn't caught in there with his mail. The shark not quite where the shark was, and they weren't going to die trying. They threw everything at it. Ciccone mm. attacking weirdly very early on at weird times. Um, Nibbly trying to get in breaks late. Um, but all of it wasn't really working. It was pretty. It was a pretty Trek tour. <laughs> yes. It was – I was very impressed with Ciccone in the first 10 days, but you could feel that maybe not having done a proper GC before – 
it was going to catch up with him in the back half, and and it did uh, ultimately. And you're right, the shark coming out of surgery just before the Giro, he was never really going to compete, but his head was still thinking that he could. Um, <laughs> so overall, it was it was a bit of nothing in the end. I'm not sure what the prize money is for most combative rider, but I think Molimor was targeting it. He, he didn't have the legs ever to finish off in the breakaway, but he kept on getting in there. In the most, you and most I were, top you, tens. You, you and I, Max, were quite bullish of Molimor on in the pre-show, and he didn't quite live up. Well, it turns out he probably was their best rider, but he just went for the wrong thing. Mm. It's a, it's probably a, a, a two. It's a two for me. <laughs> two just. Chicone <laughs> helped him so much. Chicone, yeah. A generous two. Yeah. It's a two. Where did Mollema? Uh, 28th on the GC for Mollema. Last time we checked in, uh, Mollema was helping himself to about 11th or 12th just based off him being in the breakaway. I think they all they all signed out uh, on day 15, Trek Segafredo. Yeah. <laughs> Fetch Wine and Co. just giving them a flat zero for their performances oh. at the zero. <laughs> but have they Is got it? anything that wasn't here for the tour? Like that's their three best riders, Jaconi, Nibbley and, and yeah. Molder, isn't it? Are we missing someone obvious? I mean, Stoyven and um, Mads Pedersen. Mads Pedersen, yeah. But I'm, in terms of general, just quickly, Max, you don't have to name names if if this has been the case. But has anyone at the club ever received a, a zero <laughs> from the coaches? <laughs> there has been known to me a couple of zeros are easier to get than sevens. Okay. <laughs> uh, and last team. UAE Emirates. Max has been waiting to talk about Gaviria all day. Yes, I'm, I was a fan of how he raced. Might not have the legs. Uh, had seemed to have a fair bit of issues with his countryman who was leading him out. <laughs> he, like, I was glad to see him back riding and riding well enough. They had a stage win. Uh, the, the American, uh, what's his name? Joe Dombrowski. That was that was a, that was a good win. Um. And Formolo was, yeah, he was, to be honest, I had no expectations. He was in those 30s in my top 38. Uh, he was somewhere around 35. Um, but when he rode so well in the first week, I'm like, oh, hang on, this guy could be all right. But then he fell away and couldn't even get him breaks by the end of it. Yeah. Diego Ulissi had some really good climbing legs in the third week. He had a day where he finished with the main group. Yeah. I, I saw the results initially and I just thought, oh, he must have been in the breakaway and he got caught. But then I ended up watching the last last bit of the stage and he was just climbing with the favourites, which was um, <laughs> which was a surprise. Martinez is looking around. Who, who have we dropped, Egan? Uh, we've dropped them all. Who's still here? Uh, just, just Diego. <laughs> <laughs> what, would you give it? what would you give it? Is it enough for a pass with that Dombrowski stage win? Probably not. It's probably a three for me. Mm. Well, three really prominent Italians in almost every race in Formolo, Conti, and Ulissi, and they all there was no stage win between them. So it's a two. And Gaviria in there too. Not Gaviria, uh, yeah, if, without a Ulissi or Gaviria win, I don't think they can pass. You but can I did. In, you, I did enjoy the pen in, pen in a Ulissi stage win at the Giro. Yeah. I did enjoy the dynamic between uh, Milano and Gaviria just trying to <laughs> lead each other out. 
Is there regions in Colombia that speak different languages? <laughs> Maybe some I different, don't know. different uh, variations of Spanish, but uh, <laughs> that, that one, uh, that was funny, the, the one where he got put into the barriers by his own team. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then when he, I'm not sure he thought the finish line was a little bit early when he attacked Caleb. Um, and gave him, early. <laughs> gave him a free run at the wheel. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, though. He was prominent and he was going for points when he clearly wasn't going to win the, the, the purple jersey late. I think there was four points available with a mountain stage left and he was going for it. Good on him. Uh, and that's it. That's the hero. That's the Giro run. Dolphin A started last night. We're heading into the tour prep. It's almost tour time. Any last comments on the Giro? Any last talking points you want to bring up? Um, there's, there's, there's no rest. We're straight onto the Dolphin A, which I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm interested to see how the teams go outside of Ineos uh, in these seven days. I know Ineos will be strong, but I'd like to see David Gadu perform. Um, there's some good hype around him. There's a TT in this Dolphinet, so I worry with him with that. But um, I'd like to see him perform. I'd like to see Yumbo back up there with um, Seb Kuss. So there's some good things I want to see just to see if the Giro is going to uh, the, the the tour because you want to see it's like it's Rogby Pog with Thomas and Port there. So it's it's a cool little thing what's happening in the tour. So you want to see some guys try and stick it to Ineos here. Mm. Um, just a couple of closing comments for me on, on the Giro. Just quickly, I saw on Twitter that Bernal was the first rider since Merckx to have the Tour de France, the Giro, Paris-Nice and Tour de Suisse on the Palmars. So that's pretty impressive from Egan. And just overall, a little bit underwhelming, uh, the Giro as a whole. We had a couple of good stages. Uh, the gravel stage through Tuscany was was nice, but... I just think it lacked lacked theatre overall for mine. I stand corrected. <laughs> we have a Brisbane Lions supporter watching. <laughs> you said 100, people, but there's just one. <laughs> I, do, do you think that um, that you weren't that that um, impressed with the Giro as a, as a race's performance? Was that because of Ineos's strength? It had something to do with it. I, I definitely think so. A team that strong and, like we said earlier, Martinez being so strong, if Bernal was exposed a little bit more, it could have been a different story. And also having that, that really high mountain stage uh, shortened didn't help. Mm. Fetch, that's disappointing. Um, yeah. A little closing one for me on the Giro. I did the top 38. Um, I've, I've gone back and had a look at that. Um, got to be held accountable to stuff I put out, and I've uh, I've deleted everyone that got injured or pulled out of the tour, uh, the Giro. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a Yates, Burnell, Bennett top three, so I'm, I, uh, I missed Bennett there, like 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 you missed. Uh, who do you have? Campbell? Martin, Dan Martin. Martin. Yep. Um, and then I had Almeida and Vlasov four five. Um, so it's not a bad. Little read. I, I had a miss there. I had Caruso in the top ten, which is handy. I'm not sure how many people would have had that, uh, but I also had the Shark in top ten. I had Van Hook top ten as well. So there's some misses there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got to be held accountable. I can't wait for the top 38. I put out for the for the for the, for the tour. Everyone's eagerly waiting for the top 38. It's a pretty clear <laughs> one to three. Um, 
I think Thomas is a clear third selection. I'm not. I can't. Oh, is he? Oh, I think he is. At the moment, we'll know. We'll know a lot more after this week. Yeah. Chris Froome, does he come up for it? Yeah, he's well. He for the first time he finished with the group uh, he last 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 night. He didn't lose time last night, so that's that's, yeah. that's a positive. Did you see? Did you see the footage of him last night though? He was like out of the bunch group of forty. He was thirty second wheel, just kind of just chewing a bit on like a lumpy run into the to the finish. But he's been doing a great three week camp. Didn't you see the news? <laughs> I don't think it's looking good for Froomey. I don't yeah. think it's looking good for Froomey. Um, on the tour as well, we've had some requests to um, just to just to go back to basics and recap what is what the 101 of the Tour de France of cycling. So we might, um, as well as doing just some, some lead up, lead up uh, previews and whatnot of what's going on as uh, we get through these lead up races, I think we might do a couple of uh, one, especially specific podcast just to um, lay the land of what is what in cycling as well. Can we can we schedule that podcast when the teams are official, so we're not speculating for our teams like we do? Well, um, we are always num- the first one out. Yeah, no that is, is actually yeah. No one is beating us. So that means so it's like a bit of a Tom Brown there. We're first out, but we're not getting it right. <laughs> <laughs> What's more important? Yeah. You've just got to be first. Actually, it doesn't matter. Who's who's gonna gonna be first. Doesn't matter who you hurt in the process. <laughs> um, but well, but based off what what we have for the Giro, like pro cycling stats, is that in the know now? They pretty much hit the nail on the head. They normally get it pretty right. You can yep. afford to go a little bit early. Yep. Uh, big thanks to everyone that's, that's put questions in the chat for tuning in. Uh, this will be uh, on pod, on the podcast apps and YouTube. Thanks to Matt for supporting the podcast as always. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Campbell. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, guys, for having me again. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, Campbell, for joining us. Great, great, great to have you in. We'll get you back in the studio sometime soon, hopefully, Campbell. I look forward to it.